I'm a little suspect of fucking Drew. And also, like, what was so dramatic about the work that they had to fuck? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what was what was so what was so intensely stressful that they were like, this is so stressful at work that we should probably fuck. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lainey, TV reporter, talk show host, and founder of LaineyGossip.com. And I'm Sasha, television producer and fashion reporter on LaineyGossip.com. This is a show where we get right up in your business. This is What's Your Drama? All I want to say to you, because I want to see if you're also on the same page, if I say the name Johnny. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who am I talking From about? Love Island. I love that you know this, by the okay, way. Okay, so when Johnny walked out, they only showed a behind shot of him. And I wasn't yep. into it because I don't like when the head immediately becomes the shoulders. Like his neck. I said, the first thing I said was no right. neck. <laughs> right? And I was like, no, I this isn't going to be a thing then for me. Then he turned around and I was like, this is a beautiful face. And then his personality. <gasps> Like that's that's reality TV gold. Oh. That was like I've never. I don't think I've actually seen a normal person like that before. In fact, there are quite a few normal people on Love Island this season. Yeah, they seem a little bit more like yeah, like you're like oh, I see like s- some personality traits that would be common in if the real. By world. normal, you mean horny? Great. Like everybody is so fucking horny. Obviously, I'm so down. Um, well, that's because they've all been yes. trapped indoors and they're like, but it makes loose. for good TV. But can we just, but, but, uh, it's hard. Like Corey's like always like, oh, fuck, Love Island's horrible, but is the first one to put the channel on Love right. Island. And then I was like, oh, is it on tonight? He's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. um, but it's actually like, like, I find that Johnny guy very attractive. So it's kind of hard. And I'm going to whisper because Corey's in the house. He's like, it's kind of hard to watch that show next to him because I'm like, that guy's a fucking dreamboat. Do you want to rub one out? Well, no. Go, don't be so rude. My mother's listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> but that it's like, you know what? You know, when you see someone and you're like, you fantasize and like, oh, that could be like, I could have been on fucking Love Island and that would have been my match. Yet I'm sitting two feet away from my husband. Johnny. Do you not have that problem? No, no. We talk about it all the time. Yes. Again, I'm, I, he's always like. You're vocal. I'm vocal. Johnny and Jeremiah for me. Jeremiah me is so beautiful. It's. Beautiful. I mean, I know that he's not bringing the conversation. Uh, nope. It doesn't but, matter. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. He's so beautiful. No. And Johnny is. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that we agree. So then we can maybe. Um, encourage people who are listening to this that if you're not on the Love Island train, you're only – you'll be two episodes behind by the time you hear this. Fucking get on it. Yeah. And let's it's have like a little – It's the perfect watch A little right Johnny Powwow. Like, oh, when yes. you can't go out, there's no nightlife or for a lot of us because we're not doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, it's, I didn't know Pop it would that be shit such into a my relief. veins for weeks and, and I already weeks. loved it, it last is. week, last year, but now it's. Yeah, me too. I'm all about it. Me too. Okay, good. What did you want to talk about? I thought you would. Well, I thought maybe we would be on the same page and that's what you wanted to um, talk about. Too. No. Remember how I had to give you a cuckold education a couple of weeks ago? Uh, <laughs> yes. And I actually didn't open up that link that you sent me <laughs> because I felt like you might want to talk about it face to face. So tell me what that article said. Okay. So it's not about what the article said. It's it's become like a political, social church scandal. So you know who Jerry Falwell is? No. Okay. So Jerry Falwell Jr. is like the president or was, I mean, I don't know what the hell's happening with him right now, but um, sorry. So is uh, the president of um, Liberty University. Um, and so he's a staunch conservative in America, okay. Trump supporter, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, you know, church values, family values, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And he um, is caught up in a sex scandal with a former, like, pool boy. Like, literally, he, his wife, and the former pool boy. The pool boy? And there was all kinds of speculation. Did he cheat on his wife because his wife cheated on him with the pool boy? But now the pool boy, Giancarlo. Mm, The name. (laughs) Yeah. The pool boy, Giancarlo, is saying that it wasn't a cheating situation at all, that the Falwells were into the cuckold scene. Like right. that was their oh, kink. So my- do you remember you were like, you did, first of all, you didn't know what cuckold was. And then you didn't know there was a whole nope. scene where couples went and no. sought it out. Like where the dude likes watching his lady get nailed by somebody With else. With the pool boy. Right. And yes. so apparently, and so this is, I, I, you know, I will forever associate you with cuckold because. I- <laughs> Great. I still can't even say it because I always want to call it cockhold, but it's cuckold. Cuckold. Yes. Cuckold. Okay. So now it's become like a major scandal where everybody's like, oh, this church dude, or the, not church dude, but this religious leader, this like, con, you know, traditional family values guy. Yeah. Turns out that he, what he really loved doing was watching the pool boy bang his wife. But they're not admitting that. I What are I they mean, saying? I'm not, to be honest, I'm not getting like the nitty gritty granular details of all of this because I don't need to know about these people. <laughs> but right. if, since you're curious. But that it's a thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, since you're curious, people.com has uh, an article oh, it's about- on people.com? Yeah. Basically, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., his wife, and the pool boy. Everything to know about their alleged relationship. Giancarlo claimed his intimate relationship with Becky Falwell went on for six years while Jerry watched from the corner <gasps> of the room. <laughs> Why is he coming out, though? Why did the pool boy decide to put them on black? Because... Did they, did they fire the pool no, boy? No, because there were why? all these rumors and all this speculation. And so, um, I guess... The Falwells or Jerry outed the pool boy and presented one version of the story. And so the pool boy Giancarlo was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Was like, uh-uh. No, here's right. how it really went down. I I participated in this while he was in the corner jerking off. Watching. Yeah. Well, really? I don't – maybe oh he wasn't God, jerking that. off. But the whole point is it's a kink, right? Like if you're into a scene, yeah, yeah, it yeah, turns yeah, yeah. you on. Yeah. So that's typically how 
And of course, a pool boy is like the mm, chef's kiss of that scene. That's like as as good as it comes in terms of character. Oh, yeah. I mean, Giancarlo um, has, I mean, he's not my type, but I can see why Becky would be into Giancarlo. Okay, I know this is really boring and that's like not where we're going with this, but do you know the origin of the word cuckold? For some reason, it's like it it mangles my brain because I'm like, what does that mean? Who came up with that word? What are the origins? Is there like a Latin something to cuckold? Who made that okay, word according up? According to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to Google, it's late old English from old French cuckoo. Um, from the cuckoo's habit of laying its egg in another bird's nest. Oh, see? Okay, I'm glad I asked. That actually does make a shitload of sense. Okay. Look, we got some sex in it here. Is. We got yep. some etymology. We yep. did a little yep. Love Island. Johnny Yeah, Lusting. I feel like we All right. Are we ready with questions? Yes. Okay. Fire away. Okay, first question. Hi, Sash and Lainey. I'm a 31-year-old female who is still a virgin. It isn't because of religious or moral reasons. It just never happened. I was shy growing up without a lot of dating experience. I've dated two people, both for less than six months each, and it just never progressed to the sex phase. Recently, I've met a guy who's in his mid-30s. He's had a couple of long-term relationships and is more experienced than me, as are most people our age. We've been dating for a few months now, and things are progressing to the point that I feel I'm ready to have sex. My question is, do I need to tell him I'm a virgin? Either before we have sex, after, or at all. I don't want to disclose for a few reasons. One, I'm a bit embarrassed and don't want him to think I'm a weirdo. I know logically it's nothing to be ashamed of, but it is less common, and I don't want it to become an issue to him when it isn't to me. Second, I don't want him to think it means more than it does. My friends are telling me it's a big deal who you lose your virginity to, but at this point, I just want to get it on to be, I just want to get it on to be frank, but it's also not just doing it to get it over with. He's not some random one night stand. It's a monogamous relationship and who knows where it could lead, but I don't necessarily want to marry him. I just feel like it's the natural progression of where things are going. I don't want to create a relationship based on a lie by omission. But isn't one's virginity a personal thing? And is it really any of his business? Thanks in advance, JJ. All right. Okay, so JJ. So should JJ disclose that she has never had sex before? I agree with JJ that, uh, yeah, it's her personal story, private story, and she does have the right to share it or not. But I feel like in order for this to be like a pleasurable union of two people slapping skins, I feel like when you're the most honest, then you get kind of the best results. And hear me out because listen, yeah, like, like losing your virginity can be not a big deal. And obviously for JJ, she doesn't want it to be a big deal, but there are some things, there are some elements to having sex for the first time that are just kind of a reality. Like Listen, I don't know how intact her hymen is. I don't know how that shit really works. But like when you're fucking for the first time or if you haven't fucked in a long time, sometimes blood happens, right? Sometimes it actually really hurts. So in her mind, JJ must be like fucking push that fucking meat stick in. (laughs) It's all good. But it's not as easy as that. Sometimes it is painful. So like in her face, like just the anxiety of that time and that the that moment of when he fucking sticks it in like there's gonna be a lot of 
emotions and actual potential pain. So I just don't know if it serves the purpose by not telling him where, because if she does, then they can create like a better, safer um, environment. If she does tell him like, this is my first time, no fucking big deal, but like, like heads up, like, wouldn't that be nice for the man to know that as well? So that he is like maybe a little bit more gentle or, you know, he doesn't fucking ram it in right away. Like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed about, like JJ said. And for that reason, I would, I would tell him. Yeah. He's part of the fucking puzzle too. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying, like for safety reasons, for like comfort reasons, you know. And pleasure reasons. Yeah, like JJ, I know what JJ is trying to say, or I think I know what JJ is trying to say in that she doesn't want to be precious about it, right? Like at this Mm -hmm. point at 31, and you know, I, I really like that perspective. I, I'm starting to really push back on this idea that we especially press on girls, um, that it's a precious flower. Like keep your flower and make it so special. The first experience should be, you know, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Like how many of us, even if we loved the person we were with, if they were gentle or they were kind, they were considerate, of course there was consent didn't really love our first experience. Exactly. Like it's it's yeah. meant to be something that gets better with practice and comfort. So we – Totally. For women in particular, it's built up to this place where I like JJ's attitude where she's – Basically, it's a shrug. Like, well, I'm ready. Like, let's do it. Let's get yeah. it on. Yeah. Um, so I, I disagree when she – like with her friends who are like, uh, my friends are telling me it's a big deal who you lose your virginity to – yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for those of us who lost our virginity earlier, am I thinking about the guy I lost my virginity to? I barely remember his name. No. Right? right. I I don't think about him ever. It's not a story I want to tell, not because it was traumatic, but because I, I can't remember it. It's probably boring. Like, so yeah. I think that too much value sometimes is placed on that. Yes. Having said that, of course, I don't want a teenager, if there are teenagers listening out there, to like be cavalier about it. You shouldn't be cavalier about it. I'm just saying that we should remove that precious flower. This is my lotus. Open up. Open up. (laughs) Or whatever shit around there. Like, let's be as realistic as possible. So number one. So number two, JJ, the reason I agree with Sasha that you do want to disclose is because you're doing it for you to ensure that you maximize the experience as much as as possible, right? So not yeah. you're not doing it for anything, anybody else but yourself. You are telling him mm-hmm. so that you can ensure that you have a positive experience. Yeah, because what happens if it does really hurt? And then she has to stop midway through and be like, oh, like, this is my first time. Like, why not just have that discussion beforehand? Because, yeah, they're like, if you're deciding to do this with this guy, you've been seeing him for a few months, you know, you're not saying that you want to fucking ditch him soon. Like, you want to see where this might progress. Like, isn't the whole point of having this moment be with somebody you trust? So why wouldn't you trust mm-hmm. that person with yeah. that 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 information? Right. But it's because it also puts him in. It also is kind of unfair to him. Of course, it's hers. She can decide. It's her body. But it's also unfair to him to not know what might be going through her mind during that time. Well, 
good sex is a lot about good communication. Right. So this is a part, this is something that probably should be communicated. Like you can't have good mm-hmm. sex if you're not in tune and connected. And a, the right. best way to be in tune and connected to someone spiritually, emotionally, and physically is to talk about it, to express yourself. That said, JJ, the way you tell him is important too. And when, like the way that you're telling us with, you know, without any flowers and stars attached to it is great. It's It's a matter of fact, you're not being precious. I wouldn't do it and give him time to go away and think about it. So let's see your, yeah. you guys are, Agreed. You, you've decided <laughs> yes. to go out that night and you know you're staying over at his place or he's staying over at your place or whatever. Make sure that like, I mean, don't tell him right before the tip goes in. <laughs> like, and, like, and this is, uh, if I was scripting it and I know life doesn't go to script, but you're meeting for dinner that night and later on you're going to bone, tell him, like as at the beginning of dinner, appetizer. You can yeah. talk about it. Th- I you agree. You can talk about it through dinner. He has some time to sit with it. You know that it's going to happen that night. You build the anticipation. You make it something sexy without like appealing to that gross male ego thing that he's going to like be the first to, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. any of that either. So don't like flatter him that way. He doesn't need that. But get the conversation going so that by the time you end up at home and you're ready to do it, then, you know, he's had some time to sit with it. And that it's fun, right? Like, yeah, like I don't think it needs to be this buildup to this like dramatic unflowering. I think it's like, this is going to be so dope. Like this is going to be my first time, right? And, and that's kind of the vibe that JJ is giving is like, this is going to be fun. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, as opposed to having like, you know, she's – like, it doesn't sound like she's going to need fucking Kleenex by the bed and, like, need to, like, hold herself that yeah. she gave herself to a man. Like, I, I like I like what you said because how JJ, like, gave it to us is how I think she should give yeah. it to him. And, like, yeah. also – so, and here are the here's the nitty-gritty. Like, make sure you're lubed up, you're nice and wet, slicked up and ready to go. Like, because <laughs> – uh-huh. You know, for the first time, you just want to ensure a smooth passageway. So lots yep. of foreplay. Make sure that he's participating in the foreplay. That's good. Be ready. Yeah. So also be ready to know that it could just not be awesome. Yeah. As as you as we said in the very beginning of this is like most people don't even remember their first time because it's pretty fucking lackluster. The chances of it. So I mean, I'm guessing at 31, JJ knows how to pleasure herself. That she understands where her magic spots are, and they're clearly doing thing everything. But, yeah. Right. Like they've probably yeah. Like so, it's not like she's walking in yeah, there totally blind. Just, I'm just saying, like understand where your magic spots are and make sure they're well stimulated so that you are. Like, there's less friction. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Please tell us. <laughs> oh, not the, I don't. Just let, let us know. Just let us know how it goes. Not to be a total fucking perv, but, like, let us know how it goes. Yeah, JJ, good luck. And, um, yeah, appreciate your attitude and not being precious about it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Okay, ready with yeah. the next one? Okay. Hi, Sasha. I'm a 29-year-old woman in a five-year relationship with my boyfriend. We can call him Drew. We were best friends before we started dating, and I've known him for most of my life. We've been doing long distance for the past two years, within driving range, spent pretty much every weekend together pre-pandemic, and prioritized long vacations as well, as we were confident in our relationship, and I especially wanted to use this time in my life to prioritize my career. And my industry really requires I be located in certain places to do that. We've talked openly for 18 plus months that we are committed for life, and once we were able to consolidate our jobs in the same place, we would immediately get engaged. After the pandemic struck, Drew was able to work remotely full-time and pretty much moved in with me. As a really independent person, I've always been worried that I would find it difficult to live with someone. But it was actually so easy. Our relationship was a real joy, and we started seeing professional progress in the last few months that living in the same place permanently would be a reality soon. Then comes the bombshell earlier this week. Drew cheated on me with a coworker about a year ago. I suspected nothing. I'm hesitant to get into much detail because it's a really specific situation, but Drew told me after he realized, due to management changes at his job, that he ethically needed to disclose this to his boss what had happened. He told me through tears that he couldn't tell his boss without me knowing first and that he has told no one in his life since it happened. I asked for specific details and got them. He said they had a disaster happen on a work trip, were commiserating at the hotel bar, and ended up in his room. They didn't have sex but did hook up beyond making out, he alleges, and they stopped at some point. She was in a relationship as well, and they agreed the next morning to never tell anyone what had happened. He says they've never discussed it again. He says he's open to doing whatever I want to if I'm interested in trying to make it work, but he understands if I want him to leave. I'm so disappointed. I wish I was angrier. I also want to believe him. He has, in every other way, been an amazing partner and someone I was excited to build a life with. I feel paralyzed. I've told no one in my life what's happening. I'm conflicted on so many things. What if I decide to give it another chance and my family and friends who unequivocally love him now hate him? Or what if they think I'm a massive naive idiot for going back? Am I crazy for considering trying to save the relationship? On one hand, I do believe that he didn't have to tell me right now. I don't think I would have found out otherwise. I'm not sure I would have had the courage to do that were I in his shoes and had managed to suppress it for so long. On the other, I find it really disturbing that he could hide such a major fuck up for so long. I'm almost positive I could not forgive him for a long-term emotional affair, and I've said as much, and I'm quite frankly relieved it was just physical, but I'm also deeply disturbed he could jeopardize our life together so quickly over such low stakes. I'm also really struggling with my empathy for him. He's clearly distraught, and my natural inclination is to comfort him. I'm so scared of losing not just our life together, but my best friend who's been the foundation of a third of my life but I'm also worried about valuing myself and being true to very strong, lifelong values of self-respect and how I expect to be treated at any relationship, not just romantic ones. I know this was rambling. I apologize. I would love your insight on whether you think it's crazy for me to consider trying to work on the relationship or if I should cut my losses and run. So this person's L. Hmm. 
Okay, Al. It's a- I feel for you. Oh my god. I feel for Al. I feel for Al because she really has like really has spelled out her emotions very mm-hmm. clearly. And um oh look at you. You're actually I'm you so, actually feel for I'm someone. So, I can because <laughs> I, I know. can picture L. Like I can picture her in a scene in a movie montage and what her heartbreak I know you can. is. I know you can. <laughs> I know. It's awful. Um, especially because she thought it was perfect. Mm. That's sometimes when it hurts mm-hmm. the most, you know, when you don't suspect it and he's, he's the guy, he's the one that you're, you're talking about your future with. And then you get smacked with this. What's the fucking dude's Drew. name again? Drew. Drew. Um, I'm having a hard time. I'll be honest with how we're really hoisting Drew up on some fucking shoulders that he's like so heroic for keeping this a secret and like he's just so broken up about it and he's like being so understanding if L wants to come or go and just like you know he really was really hard on him <laughs> you know like I don't know I'm I'm struggling with that piece of it um I don't know what do you think I'm I'm trying to not fucking hate drew right now <laughs> yeah i i just i want to f- the secret thing is really bothersome like how long he kept it secret for yeah and how he only felt like he needed to say it because uh of things that work. for whatever reason because of work yeah so we're saying that he was going to take this shit to his grave oh i'm so and is he that good of a fucking liar I'm s- that's scary to me. I'm so torn. I mean, I, I think Elle has laid it out very, very clearly, all the different angles. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, yep. on the one hand, you know, he did it this way, and I appreciate that. On the other, am I a doormat? Why do I have to make him yeah. feel better? I'm the one who is betrayed. Um, and then, yep. so, I mean, Elle, you've examined all the angles. We don't have to really look at any of the angles because you got it's it true. covered. Um, so that's a good point, Sash. Like, what's the last year like been? You know, has mm-hmm. he, have, Elle, have you sensed anything? Like, was it weirdness? She says no. So. Nothing. Uh, that's what's scary. That's the scary part. Yeah. Listen, I think Elle, um, let's be real, is probably going to give it a go with him. Um, and I think that's kind of your best option now because for, for Lainey and I to be like fucking bounce, it, it's just it, – it'll fall on deaf ears. I don't think you're ready to do that. I think because you have empathy for him, because you're this confused, you are going to see if you can work on it. And that's kind of your only option right now is to see – how these next few weeks, these few months go with him. Um, because you'll know pretty quickly if if you can trust him. Like if you're like truly your soul and your heart can trust this dude again. I would have a really hard time grappling with the fact that this guy was this good at lying. That part scares me because for the majority of times we hear about people cheating on their partners, there's always a sense, right? Like there's always like a little gut feeling or like something was off or like, I saw him on his phone a little bit too much. Like the fact that she had no idea. And I don't fucking think Elle's dumb. I don't think Elle's dumb at all. I think she knows what's up. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. I'm 
I'm a little suspect of fucking Drew. And also, like, what was so dramatic about the work that they had to fuck? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what was what was so what was so intensely stressful that they were like, this is so stressful at work that we should probably fuck. I, I what does I don't that know. mean? It was obviously building before that is what my point is, right? Like this this wasn't a one-off. They obviously had chemistry building before this. And their release to a stressful situation was to fucking blow each other's load. Do you know what I mean? Like, this was building. This wasn't a fucking one-off. There was a buildup to the cheat. Yeah, there was a, a buildup a build of sexual tension, right, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... Oh, I'm so torn. More and more I think about this. Yeah, it's so more and more like I it. think about this. Here's what I'll say. I think that relationships can overcome infidelity. I've seen of it course. happen very successfully. Yep. Um yep. so I just want to put that there. That cheating doesn't have to be the end all and be all and the the like uh, the ending of of love. And especially because these two have spent a third right. of their life. So together. it is possible, L. That yep. said, um, I also agree that I'm not sure that – I think in these situations, we think that a decision has to be made right away and locked in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think that the process of either forgiveness or walking away and cutting it off and ending it is like a clean cut. You know, forgiveness is fluid. Right. One day mm-hmm. you can decide and be like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad today. But you have every right to yeah. wake up the next morning and be like, I'm mad again. And yeah. so I our concept, I think, of like what getting over something looks like is often because you know, we're human beings. We just want things to be okay again. And like we want to turn the yeah. page and then it's all over. But life is so messy. It's 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 tricky. It's not clean cut. And so L, I, I think I, I, my only takeaway, I think the only way that, the only answer I feel like I can give you right now is don't rush your decision. I agree. Whatever it is, well, it, because it can be ongoing and fluid, either forgiveness or walking away. Yeah. And in the same breath, like you can forgive him tomorrow and then you know, a couple months down the road, be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take that forgiveness back. I actually don't. Because maybe you'll learn more information or maybe you will be like, yeah, yeah like this doesn't feel good. And, and that's why I was saying realistically, she is going to have to probably try to stick it out mm-hmm. with him um, because um, it's been such a shock to her system as yeah. well. Like she's not going to be like, hey, time to pack it up. Like, bye. Um, but I would, yeah, I would, I would, I agree with you, Lainey. Like it is, it is fluid and she's just going to have to, See how she feels about the yeah. situation. And in the same way, I mean, there's so many possibilities of how this ends up. But if you do decide to walk away, does that mean forever? It No, it could mean that, yes, this is it, it's a break now. But could you find yourselves back? Could you find your way back to each other later, eventually, perhaps? Like that, too, is ongoing. Yeah, I hate thinking about – I hate giving those um, those carrot dangles when we're in situations I know. like this. I feel like – But people but can fine. grow, like, you know, and – Yeah. Um, so – but what I'm saying is, is that right now is not – like, as you said very early on, like, I 
a, a finite decision, it doesn't, doesn't have to be right on now. the table. Yeah. No. All kinds of possibilities can be considered and on the table. So don't rush yourself, you know, and I know you're asking us like what you should do. And I don't think we can tell you because you don't know. No. And it's so new. It's a week. It's a week old. Yeah. But yeah, I don't uh, So I don't know about the lying skills. Let me just put that out there. Lying skills seem to be pretty professional to me. Yeah. Okay, that's all okay. I'll say. That's well, all I'll say. Sasha is not a fan of Drew. Neither am I, but no. <laughs> I am no. a fan of L. I am a fan and of L. And L, I'm a fan of how you laid out your situation <laughs> and how complicated it is for a lot of people out there who may be listening and finding themselves or have been in a similar situation. Like, you know, on the outside, it's so easy to be like, what? He cheated on you? Fuck him. Leave forever. And yeah, like totally. when you're in it, like how can you? It's not easy because you the love is still no. there, right? But also find someone outside of Drew to talk about this with. Obviously, thanks for reaching out to us. But I think you need to like really find someone that you really, really trust. I don't think you should be telling all your family members about this because, yeah, that adds another layer of uh, too many voices, too many opinions. Um, but find someone that you can talk to about this that can really support you. Like, I'm sure you have a great friend in your life. And I also don't really worry about Elle. We've said that we really liked her. But I also think Elle has a good head on her shoulders as well. So good luck, Elle. I know you're in deep, deep heartbreak right now. Like it's, ugh, I can't imagine how like physically it feels. And I'm oh, so sorry. Yeah. Um, and keep us posted if you want to. Yeah, please. I okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm. My heart is sad right now, so I hope this one is a heart, a heart happy one. Okay, ready? <clears throat> I don't think this one's a heart ah! happy one. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'd love your help with my dilemma, maybe with some role-playing. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Not that kind of role-playing. Get my acting skills out. I'm a 45-year-old woman, and I live with my boyfriend of three years in a house we bought together. This is only the second significant relationship in my life, my 15-year marriage being the first. And I'm finding that I'm struggling with some basic practical relationship skills. Specifically, how do I gently and constructively raise issues where my emotional needs conflict with my boyfriend's? I'm a pleaser and I want everyone to be happy. So when faced with conflict, my first response is to make myself smaller, to apologize, and to try to make the conflict go away. I clam up until I can't take it anymore and then I explode at my boyfriend who is baffled about why I'm in tears and talking about moving out. I know that this isn't healthy or productive, but I'm not sure how to find the words to express what I need emotionally in a low-key and constructive way. Here's an example. My boyfriend talks consistently about how he really likes sleeping alone. He wishes he had more space. It's too hot in our bed with my body heat. Last week, I said something about the bed being ours, and he told me that since he bought it, it's his and not mine. I'm just gonna, I just need a moment. Yeah. I need to swallow. I need to, my like neck and jaw is so constricted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just need to take a breath. Yep. And we're back. It in. made me feel, we're continuing. It made me feel like I didn't belong in our bed, in our room, in our house. I'm hurt and angry. We haven't talked about it since. What do I say now? Or what should I have said then? I saved the bomb for the end. <laughs> the 
Oh, God. I don't know. Am I ready for this stuff? <laughs> I thought the bed thing was already bad. Yeah. Okay. Here comes the bomb. After a 15-year marriage where my ex got progressively more silent, distant, and cold, and I rationalized and tried to make myself smaller and less demanding to accommodate him, I discovered that my ex had been soliciting men online and had been pursuing a whole second life the entire time that we were married. I felt stupid that I spent so long trying to avoid conflict that I ended up wasting years and years being lied to in a dead relationship. I went to lots of therapy, really, and I know that my conflict avoidance contributed to the dynamic that made that relationship last way, way, way beyond its expiration date. But beyond just recognizing the issue, how do I practice the practical communication skills I need now to have healthy conflict with my current partner? Please don't use my name. Okay. So should we give her a name? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to give you the name Carmen. Carmen. Okay. 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 All right. Carmen, lay it down, Sash. Fuck you. You go. I was ang- I'm still like reeling from fucking Drew. <laughs> um, Carmen, you mentioned multiple times in your message, in your letter to us, that you know that you make yourself small. Mm-hmm. And you're asking us for practical advice on how to communicate with your boyfriend. But mm-hmm. I – and not make yourself small and – raising your concerns. The thing is, though, I think that that is the smallest way to target what is actually a bigger problem. Yes. Um, And so I don't know that I'm here to tell you and role play like for you how to bring this bed issue up with your boyfriend. I don't think the bed issue is the biggest issue. The biggest issue is your boyfriend sounds like a fucking asshole. And And scene. So it's not that you're just small in this situation when you argue. Mm. You are small in the entire relationship. And partly it's because you are with someone who has actively made you feel small. Part of that is letting someone, like, you know, I get it. But I get that there are different ways of looking at it. There is, number one, what you allow people to do to you and how you allow them to treat you, for sure. At the same time, he, like, is actually doing that. And no amount of role play, Carmen, I don't think can fix that in him. Yes. Yeah. And it's those nuances, those nuances of control And just putting, you know, he's putting you under his thumb. Like, that's not yours. This isn't yours. You don't, like, you don't belong. Like, there is no, you can't come with a tool of communication skill set and think that it's going to solve this problem with this current boyfriend. Like, the only communication that I want to tell her to say is fucking bye. Well, truly. They've been together for three years in a house they bought together. But the bed that they sleep on in the house they bought together belongs to him. And he keeps telling her that he wishes he could sleep alone in it. Yeah. 
the reason why I'm saying this, I'm saying your words back to you, Carmen, because totally. I hope that when you hear them said back to you by somebody else, you can feel mm-hmm. like you can feel mad for yourself. And totally. And and in feeling mad for yourself, you get bigger. Because you've mm-hmm. been made to feel small and that you can you can reclaim and remember your true size, if you will. And yeah. that you're being yeah. treated in a way that is so insulting. Um Totally. Now, the question is, like, we don't know. You gave us one example. And, of course, we're extrapolating all kinds of things from this one example. But that one example, as innocuous as it might be, is so telling to me of your boyfriend's <laughs> really character. Is. And you know this person better than we do. So if you're saying, oh, you know, maybe he can change, then fine. You know, we can explore that. But this is this is a big problem. It's not going to be about how you address this bed issue. It's going to be whether or not you stay in this relationship. Sorry, you wrote into about to us about one thing and we're, we're making it about something else. But the question here is whether or not. But that's what it's about. Well, that's what it's about. I have to think that like Carmen told us about her 15 year marriage lasting way longer than it should have because she Mm -hmm. didn't have like the awareness to get out of it sooner. And so I, 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 Carmen, you did it once for 15 years. Three years is not 15 years. It's a fraction of that time. Are you ready totally. to pack up and go this time? We want you to be, and totally. we will be your cheerleaders I, if yeah. that is your decision. Well, and that's like, without sounding super cheesy, you know, she's like, how I want to work on the communication with my partner. But like, I really do think she needs to work communicating with herself and what her needs are and what her wants are and what will make her feel big, what will make her feel strong in a relationship. And I know that her past relationship, she said she did the work and she went to therapy. Fucking, I think it's time to go again and figure out what this relationship represents and how it is sort of a spillover from, you know, her previous marriage um, that ended after 15 years. Like there are, yes, as I said, the, the bed thing feels very nuanced, but it is quite similar in the way that they are controlling her and they are like, well, I guess the other guy didn't control her. He just like straight up lied to her, but she's in relationships that are not doing good things for her. Um, So that's why for me, it's like, fuck the noise about trying to like mend the communication gap with her partner right now. She needs to figure out what she fucking wants and lift herself up and become a stronger person so that you know, like, of course, I don't want her to leave a relationship if she's not ready to, but this guy does not sound like he's doing anything positive for her life. No. Um, I mean, I don't know, you know, to, to have that said to you when you share a home with somebody, um, that bed is like, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of who he considers to be the only voice in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Carmen, look at it that way. And I think that the question here for you that you need to think about is whether or not you want to remain in this relationship. Yeah. And it's not necess- It's not about this particular issue and how to address it with him. It's about the whole yeah. game. Totally. Agreed. Um, And we're 
I'm sorry your letter turned out to have this answer, um, but we would love to hear from I you. Think she, I think she wants this answer. You know what I mean? She took she, – she wrote to us and um, – I think almost like for a cry for help and also to like give us the backstory of her past relationship. Like I think, I think she knows what she was writing us for, to be quite honest. It wasn't for like a shits and giggles role play. It was like, am I in a fucked up relationship again? And the answer is yes. 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 He's a douchebag. Totally. Um, <sighs> I'm, I'm vibrating with anger for Carmen. I know. I'm so yeah. fucking like, how do you even say that? And it's so in- well, what's so interesting, right, is like the last letter we were like, yes, give it a go. He like used and abused you in a way. But like, you know, suss it out and see how you feel. But it's so interesting that something that seems so like flippant, like, oh, like he doesn't want me in his bed. He said that his bed is his, is like so much bigger yeah. than that. And it says so much more yeah. than that. And it symbolizes like such a fucking fucked up power dynamic that that to me is like dangerous. Yeah. That is so much more dangerous mm-hmm. to me than someone cheating on someone in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a, it's like mm-hmm. mind warfare shit. And don't like and you that You know shit. what, Sash? Like, you're right about Carmen. Like, she's giving us all this context for a reason. So, yeah. Carmen, if that's what you wanted to hear, then, like, we're fully behind you. It's time to make yourself big. Make yourself yeah. the biggest you've ever been. Puff totally. yourself up. Like – you know, stand up tall, get up, like get up um, and, and take back your bed. Fuck. <laughs> totally. Yeah. If this ends, like you better be taking that fucking bed. Spend lots of money on a new bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll take the bed, burn it and buy yourself a brand new one. Carmen, give us give us an update if you can. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, and thanks to all of you for listening and uh, for sending us your questions and being vulnerable. Yeah, and we need more. So keep the questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave comments and reviews. And we will be back soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 